Hello, everybody. I'm Casey Forbes. And I'm Sarah Cuvion. And welcome to Let the Good Crumbs Roll. And Merry Christmas. Happy New Year Happy to everybody. New Year. We're, we're recording right now. It's the that lost week between Christmas and New Year's. So. But it's wonderful because like everything is shut down. And I love it. Me too. There's like, no traffic anywhere. Kids aren't in school. Kids aren't, I don't have to wake up early. I don't have to go to work. Exactly. I don't this have to focus on work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Sarah was just showing me and we're going to take a picture and put it on yeah. our Facebook and Instagram accounts. What her friend Megan. <laughs> okay. So Casey and I are both hashtag blessed with December birthdays. And uh-huh. I'm saying that sarcastically because yeah. it's. Because it only comes once a year. It's a chore. Like, to compete with Santa and Jesus, it's a chore to have a December birthday. So, But my friend Megan never forgets my birthday. And she got me this book called The Ultimate Serial Killer. It's a trivia book by Jack Rosewood. And I haven't been able to dig into it. But I'll just read you like a little did you know. Did you know Jack the Ripper was one of the first serial killers to capture the public imagination and was considered to be a disorganized sociopath? A disorganized? I mean, I agree with the sociopath. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. They never caught Jack the Ripper, did they? Sociopathic serial killers tend to blitz attack their victims to gain immediate control of the situation. I'm going to delve into this. We're probably going to get some content from this. So I'm very excited about it. You Thank need to you, highlight, highlight and like put little stickies for like some yes. of your best quotes. Yes, absolutely. And we'll go into them. The gift that I gave myself yesterday was... <laughs> Tell me about this. <laughs> I binge watched The Golden Palace. Did Wait, you the know Golden Palace. Oh, oh, that's that the, the Golden sequel. Girls yeah. did a spinoff after The Golden Girls ended because the woman who played Dorothy, B. Arthur... She left the series. I think she was having some health problems, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. So there was, I call it the eighth season of mm-hmm. the Golden Girls. I've never watched it from start to, it's 25 episodes. Well, way back when, they used to like, shows used to have 20 something shows in a season. Yes. Not anymore. And but... the content was fantastic. Yeah. I'm well, just really depressed because like everything I had been reading online because I'm like, why did this get canceled? It got mm-hmm. canceled after one season. So here's the premise of it. So mm-hmm. it starts out, they sell their house, mm-hmm. you know, the iconic yeah. Golden Girls house and they buy a hotel on the Miami Strip. They move into the hotel. So by they, I mean Blanche, Rose and Sophia. And then already there is a guy by the name of Roland who is played by Don Cheadle. What? And he, Don, <laughs> he, he, he almost encompasses Dorothy's persona. Like yeah. he's like the straight talker. He's the ethical one. Uh-huh. He's the, he's the manager of the hotel Okay, because these girls don't know what the hell they're doing right. and they need someone to help do it. So, and then we have Chewy, who is the cook who is played by Cheech, you know, Cheech, Cheech and Chong. Marin. Yeah. Cheech, Cheech Marin. Whatever his yeah, name is. Yeah, whatever his name is. <laughs> um, and then popping in every now and then is some kid who I guess Don Cheadle's character, Roland, is like fostering. Uh-huh. But he's not in every episode, so it's a little it's a little confusing. The show was fabulous. Really? Yes. And I'm like, why did this not get renewed? And so of course <laughs> I Googled it and they said it was going to be renewed, but at the last minute, due to not a lot of people watching it, like Aww. maybe people were just kind of depressed about B. Arthur leaving yeah. and didn't really give it a chance that they decided not to renew it because yeah. the viewership was low. People don't like change. And actually, I've never actually seen an episode, but I knew it existed. So good. Because my friend Megan is a Golden Girls fan as well. Girl, I think I'm she not told a fan. me about it. I'm a fanatic. <laughs> 
in fact, one of the things I want to start <laughs> with the new year mm-hmm. is I want to start like when we do an episode, we're not going to do it today because I'm not prepared. I would love to do a golden girl minute where I start with season one, episode one mm-hmm. and under like two minutes go in and like give a recap of the yeah. episode in all of its finest, but we can go through all seven seasons. Mm-hmm. It's going to take us probably the majority of the year and then do the golden palace. <laughs> Like we'll start the episode so that funny. that or we can put it at the end yeah. where it can be like so you know we just heard this really dark sad story yeah. and we can end it on a high note. So tell me what y'all think. I want to hear what I want to know what y'all think. Should we do the Golden Girl minute at the Do you want to hear something funny and fun in the beginning or would y'all rather let it be what what do they call it a um like a palate cleanser or Yeah. That's usually like between two things. Yeah, so should we I don't know. We'll have to think about that. But next week, I will when we when we record our episode, mm-hmm. I'm going to do the Golden Girl Minute. The, you know, the Golden Girls, that is one show that still holds up to this day. It is still yes. just as funny, if not more so, now than it was back then. I, I put it on every single night to go to mm-hmm. sleep, and I don't have to watch it. I, it's just the background noise. Yeah. It's so comforting. I love listening it's to like them. It's like one of those things where you've, you've seen all the episodes, so you can put it on just to have something on, mm-hmm. but you're not necessarily like super paying attention to it well yesterday i was just like on high on golden girls because i was like (laughs) it was like something i'd never seen before Mm -hmm. like the golden palace i was like this is so good you know i probably would never watch it because i'm a person who does not like change it's i'm telling you it is fabulous i bet you it is. the jokes are hilarious (laughs) i mean they don't the writer it's got to be the same writers they don't lose any of their essence because it's it's so funny. And then Don Cheadle and um and Cheech or Chewy and the thing, they add like they're funny mm-hmm. and they totally add to it. And then like one of the episodes, Roland is like, I'm not one of you girls. I'm not going to sit here and eat cheesecake and gossip about sex. <laughs> and then he sits down and eats cheesecake and gossips about sex. Like it's just, it's fantastic. So so next week, y'all can enjoy the, that golden girl minute. We'll, we'll decide whether we think it should go in the front or the back. Yeah, we can do that in some serial killer trivia. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Just some random factoids. So... That'll be fun. Okay, so this week we are starting the year off in Louisiana. I really don't know how I wasn't aware of this story because this happened while I was going to school at Southeastern, which is oh, in Hammond. So you were like right there. Yeah. Like how? Like this? I didn't, this happened the entire time <laughs> that I was in college. Right there. That just goes to show college people we are so into Seriously. ourselves. I wish I'd have been into true crime back then. I know. I'd be so much further along right now. We had actual serial killers back then around here. I know. (laughs) We knew the scary parts. Yeah. So this is from, it's called Murder Nation. It's season one, episode four. Murder Nation is four episodes. Mm -hmm. This one, season one is called Blood in the Bayou. So there's four episodes dedicated to just Louisiana. Yeah. I saw, there's another one called, um, it's Murder Murder Nation, but it's Jersey Gore. Yeah. (laughs) Which is so interesting. Which made me laugh, Jersey Gore. I know. This is like, this episode was the first one I had watched of of any of these. Yeah. But I I liked it. There's another episode um, that I watched. I didn't watch two of them because I've, I mean, it talks Mm -hmm. about stuff we've already covered. So I'm like, I'm good to go on that one. Uh, But there was another one that we need to do. It was about a woman who's like a, I think they called her the Black Widow of New Orleans. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Do you remember? Do you remember her name? I do not. But I did watch it and I was like, wow, this is a good one. So okay. I did this one first because Covington is mm-hmm. is 
right there, but the other one's in New Orleans. But Yeah, they're both um, kind of like right there. Just an FYI, Covington, if you watch 90 Day Fiance, I don't know if you anybody watch it, Jovi and Yara. Yes. They moved out of New Orleans, but they ne- this Wait. is where they moved. They moved to Covington. When did they move? I think in the second season. So they're of- not like currently in New no, Orleans. No, remember how when she first got there and they brought baby Mila home, they uh-huh. were like in New Orleans. They were like above a bar yeah. in New Orleans and then he goes to work and when he came back she's like by the way I I'm moved preg- us oh okay <laughs> yeah. I was like I'm pregnant but no yeah. she she got him with that one the first time yeah. he came home the second time he came home she's like I moved us because yeah. I don't feel safe here that's funny they moved to Covington okay yeah okay so. they do mention in this this one that we watched today that it was a safer area mm-hmm. just outside of New Orleans so. I love Covington I have a cousin mm-hmm. that lives there yeah, and I think Claire's about to move to Covington actually it is the cutest mm-hmm. little community because you've got like Mandeville you've got Covington and you've got Madisonville yeah Madisonville is adorable precious yeah. yeah we'll get started but so our like I said our crime today takes place in Covington, Louisiana. It's a suburb separated from New Orleans by Lake Pontchartrain. Mm-hmm. So you get there via, is it the Causeway? Like, cause I mean, it's yes. just a long ass bridge yeah, that, that separates long ass bridge. Covington yeah. from New Orleans. It's just a quaint bedroom community. It's a slower pace of life. Um, most people actually work in New Orleans, but mm-hmm. they live in Covington yes. because... They want the hustle and bustle. They've got the good jobs in New Orleans, but they want to yeah. raise their kids in a more quiet. Yeah, because New Orleans is is like city city. Yeah. And this is just like, you know, yeah. on the outskirts. Absolutely. So it's not a place where people like just get murdered mm-hmm. in their driveway. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, you know, when you go to New Orleans, it kind of smells like stale beer and urine. I say it smells like pee. Yeah. yeah. And that's as the night mean, progresses, it gets more and more and like pee. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. It's just a dirty town. But it is, yeah. On the outskirts like Covington, it is Precious. a nicer little it's community. It's very clean, yeah. It's December 11th, 2004, and multiple 911 calls ring in to the Covington Police Department. And some people are saying, hey, we heard gunshots. Uh, and someone else confirms to the operator, hey, there's a, a man who's been shot in his driveway. So when the police pull up, there is in fact a man who has been shot and he's identified as 30 year old Thomas Talley. He is not dead yet. He still has a heartbeat. He's breathing very shallow. So obviously the first thing is to have life saving measures performed by the ambulance. It doesn't work. He dies in the driveway. So his wife of two years, her name is Kendra. She is hysterically crying. She's laying over his body. Minutes before the neighbors say she ran up and was banging on his door and requesting help because he's her husband's been shot. So we then talk to Thomas's brother. His name is Mark. And Mark gets a phone call at 6 a.m. And it's from Kendra's sister-in-law. And she tells him the really sad news that his brother, who is five years younger than him, has been shot and killed in his own driveway. Mark, along with the rest of the community, is just floored. He he added he must say it five times. This doesn't happen mm-hmm. here. This is a safe community. People don't get shot. This right. had to be personal. Thomas is described as just a hard worker. Like from the day he could push a lawnmower at 15, 16 years old, he has always had a job. His main job, I guess, right now, at the time of his death, was he was he worked at a pizza hut. He was a pizza delivery man, but also on the side, he worked on cars. Mm -hmm. So he had two jobs. Once he discovered that Kendra, who at the time I believe was his girlfriend, not the time of his murder, she was his wife. But Mm -hmm. once he discovered that she was pregnant early on in their relationship, he went into overdrive. Like, I mean, he worked 20 out of 24 hours a day. So Thomas and Kendra, you know, they had numerous friends and everybody 
everybody, including Mark, who is Thomas's brother, described Kendra as this bubbly, fun, just a, a good homemaker because she cooked a mean Thanksgiving spread. And if you're from the South, that's that means telling. Yeah. Yes. Because that's saved for our elderly grandparents. Yes. Who know how to cook, but they never taught us how to do it. Yes. They just, yeah. they just in the last five years started entrusting us to do some of the sides. Right. But we're still not allowed to do like the, the turkey, turkey or, yeah. or anything like that. And just an FYI for all my, my people not from the South, my sister-in-law's from Canada. Mm-hmm. Well, every time I've ever heard the word stuffing, like, what do you think of? I think like cornbread dressing. Like, yeah. So my, my sister-in-law from Canada, stuffing is like they put this actual stuff <laughs> in the turkey yeah and cook it and yeah. it is fabulous yeah that's what i've always i never we don't do that down here yeah down here I, we do that's why they call it stuffings because you're supposed to stick it in the turkey right yeah and get and absorb the juices yeah. from the turkey yeah we don't do that down no. here we, that's the no. first i'd ever it was so good yeah um do they do that in other parts of the country of our country I, i'm sure like up north i mean you hear stuffing all the yeah. time that's what that's got to be what they're talking about i don't know i'm pretty sure like our people just use some stovetop kind of stuff right right right, right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes i know because taryn used like pieces of bread yeah that she would tear apart yeah 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 i'm like that's interesting no we do like cornbread dressing yeah mac and cheese mm-hmm. and then terry's famous potato salad <laughs> and everybody goes gaga over the- terry is my mother mm-hmm. everyone goes gaga over this potato salad you know what the secret is there's what? no freaking pickles in it there's no relish <laughs> that is the secret it is it is literally potatoes Boiled down, Mm -hmm. the skin taken off, crushed up. Yeah. Put throw a couple eggs in there. And then mom, depending on how long the conversation is on the phone call she's having as she's cooking, that determines how much mustard and um and mayonnaise goes in. Yeah. Some salt and pepper, and that's it. Yeah. My mom does the exact same thing except no mustard. Well, people go crazy. I'm like, it's Mm -hmm. literally the same thing. Just quit putting freaking relish in your potatoes. I I know, right? I like a simple, because I grew up on my mom's potato salad, I prefer a simple potato salad. Whoever said, hey, let's put a dash of relish in there. (laughs) You ruined it for everybody. Okay? I mean, I'd still eat it, but... Not me. That moment I get that... (laughs) Now, in my younger days, I would not have. But now that I'm like... In my late 30s. Oh, man, I'm in my late 30s now. That'd be the one thing Uh, that, like, I just kind of push to the side and go, oh, God, I'm so full. I can't fit (laughs) anymore. Yet I go get, like, 10 pounds of desserts. (laughs) Because you don't want to hurt their feelings, but. Or, like, you turn, you go to the garbage can and you just turn the plate upside down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And don't you, like, ask who made what before you scoop it? Always. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely always ask who made what. Who made what? Because that determines whether we put a big old slop. Yeah. Or just or a, you just know, a taster that a maybe considerate, this year. Yeah, like a considerate taste. Maybe this year it'll not be hurt better. your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because we don't want them to go up and you can see the spread. Yeah. And they're like, why is nobody eating Aunt So and So's banana pudding? <laughs> Anyway, back to the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Kendra is taken to the police station and she's a mess. Like she, they end up giving her a police jacket. She has no shoes on. She's walking around the police station just haphazardly. Her hair all crazy. She tells the police that her and Thomas are in a happy, loving marriage. The two met at a local pizza hut where they both worked. They just fell in love over time. And Thomas offered Kendra the security that she really didn't have growing up. We don't 
dive too much deeper yeah. into that. We don't know hear a lot about her childhood. Later, we kind of hear a couple things and we're like, ooh, but mm-hmm. nothing too deep. But she explains, you know, to the police that they have a very happy marriage, you know, which... I'm about to get into something else. I'm like, bitch, you lying. <laughs> Lies. The whole time I watch like these kind of documentaries, I'm always waiting for the twist because I always suspect the wife yeah. did it. The wife or the like, husband did it. Like, what? Outside people tell police initially that, you know, they seem like a happy couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both seem like they're good parents to their to their son. They have a son together. You know, Kendra is still kind of young and she still likes to party. So she tells the police that the night that Thomas was killed, she actually needed to blow off some steam because he had had oral surgery. I think he had some teeth pulled Mm -hmm. and he was quote unquote being an asshole. (laughs) So to blow off steam, which I can relate to that. Don't get me wrong. But like if my husband had had surgery and he's Mm -hmm. being a jerk. Yeah. I'm not going to just leave him. You know what I mean? Like obviously he's in pain. I mean... Especially if the kid's probably there. You can't just... I know. Both, you know? Exactly. Oh, but she does. She tells the police that to blow off some steam, she calls a longtime friend. And this is so weird. It's weird. It's so weird. It's so gross. strange. She calls a guy by the name of Tommy Roll. He's not a longtime friend. He's a longtime friend of her stepdad. Yeah. Like, There's... I am not calling any of my dad's no. friends to hang out. No, that would not be my first thought at all. It's just weird. First of all, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't go out and party with my husband, like, Girl. at home. I might take a drive around the block, but, Right. I might know. go get me some, some, yeah. the house coffee yeah. or some CeCe's coffee or, or Starbucks coffee. Yeah. Go get me, call a girlfriend out and be like, exactly. he's being such a tool bag. I yeah. just want to break. But my like, baby or, would probably be yeah, with me. Yeah, would be with you. Or go to your mom's or something. You I know. know. <laughs> Nobody vents better than mama. You know what I mean? Your exactly. mom's like, I told you you shouldn't have married him. <laughs> No, so she decides that she's going to call this guy up. He's twice her age and that they're going to they're going to go to New Orleans. So she drives across the causeway to a bar. She meets up with him in New Orleans and they party. And of course, during the night, Thomas is like blowing up her phone. Where are you at? You know, you're supposed to just be getting Dairy Queen. That was seven hours ago. (laughs) I don't think you're getting Dairy Queen. So during the night of Thomas's death, Kendra and Tommy, she this is all from Kendra. This is her story. They drank. They took some drugs after they left the bar. They they stopped at a Waffle House. And they're like, they stopped at an all-night establishment called the Waffle, <laughs> the House. Waffle House. Like, bitch, everybody knows what a Waffle House is, okay? And it ain't an establishment. An establishment. It's that where drunk it sound, people go to sober up. It makes it sound sophisticated. It's like the right. equivalent of a Taco Bell. Come right. On. Forget the fact that that's, you stepped over five piles of yeah. vomit. That's the drunk food of the night. Exactly. You know? And it's so good. <laughs> Them cheesy hash browns. So she's talking with Tommy Mm -hmm. and she tells the police that she told Tommy that her and Thomas have been fighting a lot and that Thomas raped her. Mm -hmm. And so the two get in the car and they go to Tommy's house. Tommy lives an hour and a half north in a little bitty town called Bogalusa. I mean, it's it's an impoverished town. Yeah. They go up there and this is where the story just like right out the gate. I'm like, as I'm typing my notes, I'm like, this is such bullshit. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's like we drive all the way up there he gets out and he locks me in the car yeah she's like i don't know what it was about this truck i just couldn't get out i just couldn't get out i didn't know you know today's day and age you got the electric thing this one you gotta pull it and i just couldn't <laughs> pull it it was so hard to pull up 
I couldn't get out the car. And so she tells police that through the window, I guess, she tells him that she's going to call the cops because, you know, he's got her locked in the car. Now, mind you, she does have her phone with you. Yes. Because how else is she going to call the cops? So this just makes him even more angry. And he jumps back in the car and she's like, oh, my God, Tommy, what you going to do now? (laughs) And he's like, well, I'm going to take care of business. So according to Kendra, and again, let me just slick my eyebrows back here because I just get not with how stupid this is. She says that he ties her up, Mm -hmm. but then he ties her to the steering wheel. To his steering wheel that he's actively driving. Right. Yeah. Right. Down some windy ass roads. Yeah. Now he's turning the steering wheel. Now, if she was tied to it, that means she'd be going all over with the steering wheel. Right. And anytime she she like flinched or something, it would screw with the steering wheel. That don't make no damn sense no. whatsoever. But okay, I don't know why we even went the, that route for some right. reason. I guess she wanted to be the victim. So by the time they come back from Bogalusa, it's close to 6 o'clock. So it's mm-hmm. between like 5.30 a.m. and 6 a.m. Because remember, Mark got the call a little after 6 a.m. about yes. his brother. So Tommy and Kendra pull up to the Tally's home to... Kendra and Thomas's house. It's so confusing. Like, mm-hmm. Kendra, can you can you date like a like a a dick or a bob or a, well, we got to stick with Tommy and Thomas. You know what I mean? <laughs> can you date a Jason just to like change it up a bit? When Thomas walks out, because you know, they, <laughs> they drive up and they're honking the horn, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden Tommy pushes Kendra's head down. So this makes me believe that they pull up and like Thomas in the house is on the side of Kendra, like on mm-hmm. the passenger seat. Right. So according to Kendra, Tommy pushes her head down and shoots. Like he doesn't bother to put the window down. He just shoots shoot. out his own window. He just shoots out his own window, get glass spraying everywhere. And then he jumped out the car and went and shot him again. And I guess, because we don't find out, you know, Kendra gets out and Tommy just takes off back to Bogalusa. So somehow or another, like she just now untied herself and was right. able to get out. Miraculously. Okay. After it's been all twisted around the... Yeah. Kendra. Okay. You dumb. (laughs) Authorities issue an arrest warrant for Tommy. The sheriff's department activates a SWAT team in Bogalusa where Tommy lives. Kendra tells them, look, he's got cameras. He could be armed and dangerous. And by the time the police arrive, he has barricaded himself in the house because his loving sister called him. And instead of saying surrender, Mm -hmm. she says, the police are coming and they're going to kill you. <laughs> she said, take care of yourself. <laughs> like what? They're going to kill you. Tommy, who are you surrounded yourself by? These aren't the brightest crayons in the box. No, these are awful people. <laughs> these are awful people. So he goes, he writes a suicide note in a journal, just barricades himself in. Uh, he's saying he's not going to surrender. Well, they finally get on the phone with him by they I mean the police and they're like look Tommy goes I killed somebody you know they tell him like look he's not dead Mm -hmm. so the word she'll get his battery might be a couple years in jail you've already done that already before so (laughs) you know what that's like just a couple free meals (laughs) so Tommy surrenders Mm -hmm. there's no drama they go in they find his suicide note all the guns and then they find a a cell phone that doesn't work that's because when they pop the back (laughs) off there's a bag of meth in it yeah (laughs) Of course. Like, go like figure. Like, nothing in this surprises me. 
Right. So Tommy goes into an interrogation room and he gives a full confession, but his confession like doesn't quite match up what Kendra told him. He said that Kendra was not tied up. We all have common sense. So yeah. no, that's not true. Uh, she was actually sitting on the middle console of his truck and she's the one that started shooting. After she starts shooting, he got out the truck, walked around and he finished Thomas off is what he said. So yeah. that tells us that there should be two guns Mm -hmm. there. At first, police were like, okay, you know, not that her version sounded great, but as of the witnesses they have as of this point, she seems like a more reliable source than him. Right. So, but they're like, you know, we do have to follow up on what he's talking about. So the police start with Kendra's friends and they tell him that, no, that is not a happy marriage. I don't know what Kendra told y'all. She's not telling you the truth. So those people that they initially talked to were not telling the truth either. Either that or it could have just been the neighbors who just kind of, kind of like Mark, the brother who just Mm -hmm. didn't know any better. Didn't know from, by all accounts, they seemed happy type thing. Okay. But the people that know them, the people that Kendra talks to, I think one friend said that she confessed that she just was not in love with Thomas anymore. And she just preferred to be out partying in New Orleans. So on the night of Thomas's murder, there was a witness that told the police that she left her home. Kendra left her house wearing like, quote unquote, normal clothes. Right. And but by the time she got to the bar, she changed into a little more risque clothing. Mm -hmm. So she's obviously like not being very truthful to her husband. Right. You know, because nobody goes to Dairy Queen wearing fishnet stockings and thigh high boots. Yeah. And really, under normal circumstances, you wouldn't try to trick your husband by leaving in one outfit and then changing into another, you know? When he's like on the couch in pain from oral surgery. So it's pretty obvious that Kendra's story to police just had a lot of information missing. And the biggest one was that Tommy and Kendra had actually been having an affair since she was 16 years old. So gross. So that kind of makes us, leads us to believe that like, that's what she's talking about in her childhood. He was a friend of her stepdad. Mm -hmm. When she was 16, she fell in love with him, but her family frowned upon it. So she decided she was 16. Right. And that's just, that's incredibly creepy. So she decided to take the more like secure route with Thomas because her and Thomas were closer in age. And Thomas was just a good guy. Mm -hmm. She got pregnant, thought she was doing the right thing. But the thing was that she had never gotten over Tommy. She Mm -hmm. had always been in love with him. And so throughout their entire marriage, this, affair just continued yeah and i and i don't know what happened that particular night to make her snap to say okay i'm ready to end it with thomas let's go kill him do you think it was a like a snap kind of thing or do you think this was like kind of planned i don't know or i mean they said they were on drugs two guns yeah well he might have kept him in his truck but i wonder if one of them was hers though girl if this was planned that's two of the dumbest people on planet earth like you're gonna drive up honking look like we said they're not exactly the brightest crayons in the box no they are idiots on drugs and drinking Mm -hmm. so well police kind of make the thing like look we're not the the moral police Mm -hmm. you know we do think it's pretty shitty that she just left him at home with their kid while he when he just had mouth surgery. But looking at her, she didn't really have a history of like violence. Yeah. And they said, let's just wait for more evidence to come up. And more evidence did. So <laughs> then the coroner's report comes back and it's true that there are multiple gunshots uh, from two different guns. So that coincides with Tommy's story. And also one of the other things that was pretty smart was the police went back and pulled all the photos from that night. If you look in the passenger seat of Tommy's truck, there's glass everywhere. Yes. And there is no glass to be found. They took a bunch of pictures of Kenra. There's none in her hair. Mm -hmm. So obviously if he pushed her down to shoot over her, some of the glass probably would have ended up in her hair, but none did. 
which was odd. But I'm just a little confused on that part because her story is like she's tied to the steering wheel. So she'd be sitting in the middle. In the middle. It's like what she's saying is he dropped her head down. Mm -hmm. And so when he shot the glass splattered everywhere which is shown in the photos there was no glass on her at all so it's like she was able to get out of the way the shot like him even so if he pushed her down if she's in the console which is the middle part of it Mm -hmm. but it goes to show too that what he was saying was that she shot it Mm -hmm. so she sat far enough back to shoot it to avoid the glass yeah and probably crawled out of the driver's seat i just feel like there would be glass if she's in the truck and either in like the middle or the passenger seat and Mm -hmm. that window has been blown out from a glass somewhere i feel like there'd be glass on her somewhere if she was in either of those spots right and there was none and like she had big bushy hair so you think it'd be up in that hair somewhere it would have gotten caught you yeah it would have yeah so i wonder if she was even if she was out the car if she she was out the car like she had to clearly know that something was about to happen to move out away enough for the glass to not get on her yeah the detectives decide like they're like damn like tommy's story is adding up more than kendra's story by a lot like the evidence is proving his story right and hers not so kendra gets called in again (laughs) and this i think i would be the attorney that came with her oh my god oh my god okay so Wait, so in the video, you can see the, the, the video of this interrogation. And I thought the man who is her attorney was the other detective. I thought he was the other detective yes. because he was literally no help. And right as I was thinking Girl, that, and asking her questions and right, I know. And right as I was uh, thinking that I was like, she should have asked for an attorney. That's when they say, oh, her attorney wasn't a criminal attorney. Yeah. He was in over his head. I was like. Well, damn. Because the detective <laughs> would like ask her a question and the question was so stupid. And her attorney. Yes. Her attorney was like, but wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. Kendra, wouldn't you do it this way? <laughs> or he would like, be over here. The detective's like, he was more in the, the attorney was more interested <laughs> in what she was saying. He's like, oh my God, what lie are you going to cover up with this one? How are you going to so get funny. out of this? Yeah. So it's her second interview. And her story just keeps changing. There's Mm -hmm. no truth to it. They basically just let her hang herself. But the first thing that they call her out on is the timing thing. Because Mm -hmm. she says she's she's really quick to throw times out there. So Mm -hmm. she says, okay, we got to Waffle House at 3 a.m. We stayed there for an hour. So that's 4 a.m. Then we drove an hour and a half to Bogalusa. That's Mm -hmm. that's five. That would minimum 530. Yeah. Then we drove all the way back, which is another hour. So like the timing, the timing didn't didn't match up. She didn't think that through. And then they confront her about her hands being tied up because that's where it comes back to okay well if your hands are tied up every time he turns you're gonna get thrown right back into his lap because you're you're gonna be or you're gonna be controlling the steering wheel Mm -hmm. when you move and she doesn't have like a good explanation and that's when the when her attorney's like yeah this story doesn't work can you (laughs) We may need to go in the back and talk about another one. Um, We're going to need a minute to get this straight. Yeah. And the the detective at one point says, did you tell people that your legs were tied up too? And she's like, I mean, I might have. She like stumbles on it. And she's like, I I don't even, I don't know. And then they call her out about, she claims that she was locked in a vehicle. They look the vehicle up and down. There's no, it's not like a police car. There's no mechanisms to stop her from exiting the vehicle except for her own stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, wasn't it, if it was like an older truck? Because, you know, I remember my papa's old white truck. It had those locks that would go. Oh, yeah. Up and down. down. Yeah. But there weren't, they weren't like you had to like physically do it. 
I don't, it could have been. I mean, it, she I could feel be. T- like I've been locked in one of those trucks yeah. before, but I could be wrong. You're like standing on that. You're yeah. like, why won't this come up? <laughs> you remember yeah. it's like one of those where you had like two different keys, like one to unlock your door <laughs> yeah. and one to start it. <laughs> well, they just made it sound like there was no reason she shouldn't be able to get out of there. No, it probably wasn't even that kind of truck. So, and then on yeah. top of it, she had her damn cell phone with her. Yeah, so, I mean, exactly. she wasn't that stuck, you know? So. Like we talked, we talked about Kendra's criminal attorney and um, he was no help. And he actually started asking questions with the detective. <laughs> He's just going to help the really investigation. really blew her case out the water. Um, <laughs> so the more Kendra was pressed, her story just continued to change and became, would become just more and more ridiculous. It was just a hot mess. Like she mm-hmm. would lie and then she had to make up another lie to cover up for that lie. It, it was just really obvious. So when you put the evidence together in its totality, the only correct story was Tommy's. Mm-hmm. Kendra's made no sense. There was no evidence to back it up. There wasn't even like like rope found at the crime scene. Mm-hmm. That's when they're like, well, damn. So the theory was, was that, yes, they drove up. They honk the horn to get him to come out. Kendra shoots two times. And then Thomas jumps out and he finishes him off with two more shots. Uh, Kendra was arrested. It was December of 2004. I mean, this is days after the crime. So if they've been playing in this, they were really terrible planners if you think about it the community including thomas's family is just completely shocked like nobody kendra just hid this very well from all of them so it takes three years for tommy's trial to start in the fall of 2007 on october 25th 2007 tommy is convicted of second degree murder and receives a life sentence in prison and right now in the the state of louisiana second degree means life that's life that's not 25 years i mean it may change in the future but as of right Right now, it, life is life. There's no benefit of parole. So right after Kendra's trial was was going to start, but Tommy refused to testify and they couldn't compel him to. And without his testimony, I mean, they really don't have the conviction that they would have had with, with her. Yeah. So she agrees. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't believe he didn't I know, testify. Because he's going to jail forever. Yeah. Because typically, like, when they need you as a witness, like, they would offer you, like, a reduced uh-huh. sentence or something like that. And nope. he refused. He refused. That's He must have been, like, really pedophilically in love yeah, with her. Cause, so gross. Yeah, yeah, it's just weird. But she did agree to take a deal and she pled guilty to manslaughter. She went to jail for 10 years. And upon her release, she was 33. Mm-hmm. And she left Covington and moved to Arkansas and she refused to comment for the show. Yeah. As did her lawyer. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. As he should. Yeah. Like that video should be shown in all law schools know, as right? what, what not, not to, to do. do in a yeah. Yeah. So Thomas's family, despite her only going to jail for ten years, they said, you know, we have to learn how to forgive. They do believe justice was served because, which I didn't really understand this. I feel like it was more her than him mm-hmm. because, I mean, but for Kendra, he would still be alive. Yeah. You know, Kendra's the reason why he went there to shoot. She shot first. He finished it off. Mm-hmm. and But that is the story of Kendra Tally. That's a crazy one. The world's dumbest murderer. No, she can I'm, I guarantee, you know, she definitely would, would come in the top 10. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's no, we don't really hear a motive outside of the fact that she just wanted to be out of the marriage. And we don't really, it's like, we don't really get the, what caused, why that night? Yeah. What happened during that night that made you say, okay, because all she said was before she left, he was being an asshole, but you can kind of understand why he was being an asshole if he just didn't feel good from, I mean, there's, we, we don't know, we can't substantiate whether or not he really raped her. Right. And you never know what goes on inside someone's house but she didn't really I mean she didn't accuse him of like beating her Mm -hmm. or 
Like when they first talk to her, they she says he's a good guy. So yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't feel know, like there's just a lot of things that don't make sense that don't add up with with her story and her backstory. Yeah, there's know? a lot of things that just don't add up. And like I wanted, I want to know, like why this night? You yeah. know, why did you? Why what happened this night versus other nights that made you go? Was there? I mean, was there something coming up? I just don't get it. Yeah, so, exactly. If you know, let us know. <laughs> yeah, but that is the story. So this will be our first episode of 2020. Oh, that's right yeah and um i think february 1st does that mark two years did we start in 2021 or 2020 yeah i think we did yeah because oh, we started know. in 2021 and i yeah. found out i was pregnant i guess you're right huh and everybody came on the ride that is Cade, <laughs> who continues to give us a ride oh my gosh because he's such a mess he's um, a sweet little mess though he is all right well so next week we're gonna bring you i will bring you the um Let's do the one on the Black Widow of New Orleans. Okay. That one was interesting. And then you're going to bring a small segment, like yeah. something a from snippet. the serial killer book. And yeah. then we're going to do your Golden Girl Minute. So <laughs> I love it. And I'm going to, even though most people don't write on Facebook, please tell me if y'all would rather it be the, the beginning or the end. Yeah. I so, think it would be good at the end. Like after we do this, yeah. Yeah. Just, Just to, to, end it, to end it on a happy note. I know. You know? To bring us back from the deep blackness that is murder <laughs> yeah. have you watched any of the um love after lockup this season no i haven't you're missing out on it you oh. really you've, girl you've got to watch it no i'm um still hooked on sister wives and that whole train wreck there <laughs> I, yeah i need to catch i haven't watched that in years i know so. you haven't but it's it's so good i need to know because so, now they're one by one leaving him so who there two have left and two were <gasps> did Mary leave? Mary hasn't made it onto the show yet, but I've read that Mary has left too. And Mary's the one that like wouldn't yeah. leave him. Yeah. Oh my god. So it's 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 getting there, sister. I mean, I don't understand the whole poly lifestyle, but yeah. to each his own if it makes you happy, whatever. But he's just creepy well he says now like um that he doesn't think it works for him and and oh so he wants to be married to just one woman well, now i think well I, I say that i think the assumption is with the wives that it doesn't seem like the polygamous lifestyle works for him anymore yeah if y'all aren't we're talking about sister wives on tlc and the brown family and the patriarch is cody brown and he has four wives and they're all in the process well three of the four are in the process of leaving him or have left so it is, and he's got like 20 kids or something like that. And it's just, it is very. It really did start to fall apart when that last wife came in though. Don't you think? Oh, oh, she was the catalyst for things yeah. falling apart. Now, not, I don't think it's because of her specifically. I think it's because of the way he treated her mm-hmm. as opposed to the other wives. Oh yeah. He she was tells, clearly the favorite. She's clearly the favorite. And he even tells Christine, like when they're in the process of like ending things that, uh, he wasn't romantically like in love with her when they got married. And he's like, it wasn't that way for me. And she's like, but it was that way for me. Yeah. Which I think if you look back, it, it explains why she behaved the way she did in some of the instances. Like Mm -hmm. he, what he perceived as jealousy was just her trying to be like, love me too. Right. Me equal, you know, but, well, even, <laughs> even someone like myself who didn't watch it from day one, mm-hmm. I watched a couple seasons and you can tell he's head over heels in love. Is it Robin? Robin. He's head over. You can tell. Yeah. Like I watched the season where him and her got married. Yeah. When he was courting her and married yeah. her. Th- he is so in love with her. 
And he's not like that with the other women. No, at all. He's not. It's, and and so, it's very interesting because he was legally married. Mary was the first wife and he was legally married to her. He uh, legally separated from her so he could legally marry Robin. Mm. So he could adopt her children from a previous relationship. But you you just wonder like, okay, so is a part of that culture to marry, um, like is, is a part of that culture you marry, is it arranged marriage or do you marry... Like, wouldn't you still want to marry for love or no? I don't think it's arranged marriages. I think it's, from from what I could gather, they're like, they wanted this lifestyle mm-hmm. and they found a person they could at least somewhat be compatible with to have that lifestyle. So what about love? Not necessarily. I'm sure that played a, uh, some aspect of it, but you yeah. could tell, like, he didn't love these other ones like mm-hmm. he loves Robin. Oh, my gosh. That's, Which, I mean, I couldn't relate to any of those relationships. No. But... Because lo- I don't love him. Mm-hmm. I don't even no. like him. He's he's very much being made to like the way the producers are cutting it and everything to, oh, he to be the villain. Looks like a villain you know? big time. Just yeah. the way he uh, he's going to get crucified for the for things that he says on the show. Well, I wonder if him and Robin will just ultimately end up just the two of them married. I can see that because I don't know that I could see him getting I remarried. I don't to see him else. having like any you know? more kids because no. he's probably late fifties, early sixties. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his kids are all grown. All. 10,000 yeah. of them. I mean, his marriage to Mary was like 30-something years, so yeah. that tells you right there. I don't know. The older I get, as much as I love my husband, I understand why people like who are in their like 40s and 50s mm-hmm. that either become widows or, or who like or just get divorced while mm-hmm. they just stay, stay single. <laughs> Especially if their kids are grown, like if you don't want more yeah. kids. I told, and everything's fine with me and my husband. We're good, but it's just like you just kind of, it's night. Like you, you just can understand. Be- <laughs> well, just having that like being able to have like you don't have to cook for mm-hmm. another person or you don't have to well on the same token it's fun having somebody to go do stuff with yeah. so you know but you can find that in, in one of your girlfriends yeah, exactly. you know what I mean <laughs> like, Sarah, let's go to Disney you get your room I'll get mine yeah but you never know y'all catch us in about 40 years yeah see how we're doing then yeah living in the old folks home in uh in Florida somewhere <laughs> yeah All right, Sarah. Well, this was fun. And we will see y'all next week. Bye, guys.